This is the Policy Viz Podcast, and I'm John Schwabish, and I'm here on my very first episode with the one and only Alberto Cairo. Alberto, how you doing? Hey, I'm fine. How are you? Good, good, good. Welcome. Thanks for coming. First well, thank episode. You for having me. I'm I'm trying to uh, convert this lazy man blogging over into a podcast, so we'll see. <laughs> That's a very smart idea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. You know, it saves a lot of time. It, it does save a lot of time. Um, <laughs> so I thought we might chat a little bit about um, ethics in and around uh, data visualization, since it's a yeah. it's a hot topic these days, with all these new data journalism sites like Vox and Five Thirty Eight. Um, mm -hmm. I know you've written a lot about. Um, uh, what it means to steal other people's work when it comes yeah. to data visualization. Mm -hmm. So I thought we might just talk about that for, for a few minutes and, and uh, see where it takes mm -hmm. us. All right. Well, let's go. Um, so let's let's start with this one that came out of uh, this little Twitter, uh, what would you call it, Twitter explosion a few days ago with Archie Tse from uh, yeah. The Times. Yes. showed a graphic that The Economist had published and then Vox just sort of, Lifted it, Re put it on repurposed it. Re <laughs> <laughs> repurposed it. That's the polite that way book. to put it. Yeah, that's a polite way of putting it. Right? So, so you you spend a lot of time paying attention to this. So, is this you think this happens a lot? Well, I don't. I don't really know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if if Archie reacted that way on yeah. Twitter, he does. He doesn't do that very often. I yeah. mean, he's the the nicest guy in the world. So my feeling is that if he reacted like that, is because he has he has seen that right. it happen happen quite a lot, and if he, if it that if that is the case, it's a really worrying trend because in my opinion it's pretty obvious that you know if you are writing a news story or a, I don't know some sort of a interview or whatever it is that you're writing, and you want to use somebody else's work. Well, you need to get permission, right? Right. So, right. It, it is different. It is different if you are if you are commenting on the graphic itself. So, for, if you do it for educational purposes, right. there is a case to be made that if it's it's actually I believe that is built into the law actually that if you publish something with the intention of using it as an educational example or commenting on it. That is fair use, okay? yeah. and that is the way I do it. So if I want to praise someone's work, I may ask for permission, but sometimes I really don't. I just put it online and I say, this is great, or perhaps this could, you know, this could be done this other way or whatever. If you do it for educational purposes, then it's fine, I believe. But obviously, if you're you know, getting something from The Economist, yeah. you know, a graphic that they published to write a news story about exactly the same topic, well, that that is in my obviously that is not acceptable. You need to pay well, just, the rights, the reproduction rights, right? right. Yeah, in a, in a sense, it is stealing, and if it is a trend, it's really worrying, right? Yeah, I mean, really, it, it's interesting because because I can't imagine that uh, a news organization would steal someone's text without attribution. But it seems like stealing someone's graphic, you know, people may seem like, well, that's okay. Yeah. It is, oh, all right, all right. So there's a, there a lot of gray area here, yeah. right? So um, when you use somebody else's words, right, if you want to use a, a paragraph or something like that, that is perfectly fine as long as you attribute the right. source and then you put that uh, in, in, in between quotation marks, right? right? But, you know, getting an entire char or an entire map some, from somebody else and use it in your own news story is the equivalent of copying an entire news story, yeah. right? 
and just saying, well, this comes from the New York Times, and here's the story, right? Right. That, that, you cannot do that. No, you can't <laughs> do that. And what's, what's, what's a little weird, about, I mean, there's a few things that's weird about it. One is you just shouldn't take other people's work and just present as your own. Yeah. But like in, in this case, in, in just as, as the example, right, they added, you know, the name The Economist on the image in this sort mm -hmm. of grainy, pixelated way at the bottom of the yeah. image, very small, and you couldn't, you couldn't click on it so that it would bring you to the original graphic, yeah. nor yeah. really ever would you because they put the entire thing there. Yeah, it was really, it's a, it was really, really strange. I mean, yeah. I don't know why that happened. By the way, uh, it was announced today that Vox.com has hired uh, my friend Javier Saracina uh, to do infographics for them. And Javier, Javier is a, you know, a, a very experienced uh, infographics designer from yeah. Spain. He has worked for places like El Correo and the Boston Globe, the LA Times, etc. So I think that he's going to bring a lot of you know uh, great things to Vox.com, okay. and uh, I think that he can help avoid these kinds of situations, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, because he has so much experience, right? So that is uh, that was the, uh, the the good news today, right? Uh, in in relationship to that, but there is an there is an additional thing that you know many people do, and I I do believe that when when I say many people, I said many people in the news industry, mm -hmm. okay, uh, particularly not 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 that much in the U.S. perhaps, but certainly in other countries, uh, which is to get someone else's graphic, and then copying it somehow, right? Changing a color here or there, oh, right. you know, changing the font, yeah. changing, but at the end, it's the you know, the, it's the same thing. It's yeah. the same data, the same, you know, reporting, the same underlying information, and you just basically, you're just basically repurposing. It's like if, if a student, you know, copies something from Wikipedia, yeah. uh, and then changes just a few words right. or the order, a couple of paragraphs or something like that. I mean, it's, 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 there's a lot of gray areas yeah. here, but I, I don't think that it, that is acceptable either, and so, I have written about that. So, here, so, so let me ask you this. So let's say uh, I'm at news organization A, and I write an article about, uh, I don't know, the unemployment rate, and I show a bar chart of unemployment rate over the last year or mm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I'm at news organization B, and I write sort of a similar article, maybe it covers some other things, but I, but I remake the same graph. Mm -hmm. Because it's the same well, content. But, but so then all right. So that is a very interesting case because uh, in that in that particular case, it's a graphic about um, let's say data that anybody can get. Yes. So what I would say in that particular case is don't copy the chart from the other organization. Obviously, don't trace it. Right. 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 Go to the go to the original source and download the Remake data it. yourself, and then recreate the chart. Right. There are there are other cases in which again there's a lot of gray areas here. So let's suppose that instead of being a, another news organization, you get the chart from a source. Right. You get the chart from a research paper or something like that, and you really, really, really want to show that particular bar graph in that research paper that the scientist herself or himself has sent you, right? Right. In that case, I think that it is perfectly acceptable to trace the chart. Mm -hmm. Just because you are using the scientist as a, as a source, you can ask for permission, obviously, right. and then you just trace the chart and that you don't need to get access to the actual data. The actual you data. just trace the chart and that is perfectly fine. Right. I think that the key is, is to use a little bit of common sense and, and a little bit of quid pro quo thinking, right? So you need to think about if, it, if you would feel bad if somebody else did that with your own work, yeah. 
You should not you do should... it yourself. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Do unto others, man. Do unto others, right? Yeah, exactly. Do unto others. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, that's so, you know. I think where some I of this, know. where this pops up and sort of rears its ugly head is when you have these unique or different or innovative visualizations that come up. You know, this one, this, the one that we were talking about, The Economist, that was sort of a, it was a different sort of take. It wasn't a line chart, sort of a vertical, sinky diagram sort of thing. And that was a little bit different. And I, and I would guess that the sort of standard graphs are stolen a lot, but people don't get yeah. upset about it because, oh, it's just a bar chart. Yeah, it's a standard bar chart. Yeah, right. yeah. There's also, yeah, when you have a more unique chart, yeah, that is, that is a, a clearer case, I believe. I mean, you should certainly not copy somebody else's work. Right. Although I would say, so, I mean, again, this is a, a, a discussion that would require hours and hours of conversation and, and, you know, focusing on these specific cases. I would say that uh, graphic forms don't belong to anyone, mm -hmm. right? So let's suppose, for example, that I come up with a new way of visualizing information, you know, a new variation of the uh, parallel coordinate chart or something, and I create something super innovative and, and then I plot some sort of data onto that, right? So if somebody else wants to use that same graphic form uh, with a completely different data set and the graphic ends up looking similar to my graphic, mm -hmm. I cannot claim, I cannot claim that that is plagiarism because it is not. Right. They are using a completely different data set. It's the same graphic form, right. it may look similar, but the data set is different. They are just taking, you know, using the graphic form that I created. So but graphic forms are like, you know, like technology innovations. I, I mean, you cannot patent them. Though. No, that's right, but right. should they should they cite you or source you or say inspired by you? I mean, do you, do you, do you I mean, think there's a, it, I, I mean, we wouldn't do that with like Playfair. Like we wouldn't say Playfair or Britain came exactly, up with this, right? Exactly, that is but the is there thing, a time right? frame where that? Mm, I don't know. I mean, if I were myself and the, uh, for example, if I really, really wanted to use, you know, a particular very specific, yeah. very unique graphic form that somebody else has created, I, I may credit that person. Yeah. So I would say, well, my data set is completely different, but, you know, this graphic form was inspired or was created by right. whomever, right? right? So I would do that. But I would not, I mean, if I, if I were the creator of a graphic form myself and somebody else did something similar with a completely data set, I would not feel insulted if that person didn't credit me as the creator of the graphic form, right? So, because once you put a graphic form out there in the outer world, it's I mean, it's, it's just, it's out there. It's right. like, you know, I don't know, is Stephen Few claiming that he owns a, a bullet graph or something, right. right? Bullet charts, right? Right. I mean, he certainly created that kind of graphic form, and he should be credited for that. Right. But not constantly, right? No, <laughs> right. It wouldn't make sense to credit him constantly. Right. I mean, it seems part of it, if... if, if or sparklines, right? Or sparklines, yeah. Sparklines is a great example, right? So it's yeah. it's in Excel, like Excel added Excel. it in. So, yeah. You know. yeah. So what I guess is, is, is interesting about it is this sort of time span of do things sort of peter out and mm. when you need to cite. And the other thing that's interesting is if data visualization itself as a field wants to be sort of more of a scientific, not a scientific method sort of thing, but there's mm. obviously an academic uh, branch to data visualization. There is a lot of discussion about, you know, these approaches and that approaches. If it's sort of going down this, this path, and maybe it's not, but if it's going down this path of we are, the field is evolving, then mm. you're sort of in the same world as as scientists or social scientists where if you come up with an approach that's not your approach 
That's mm. the field. That becomes the field's approach, and then it becomes it be adapted exactly. and changed and, exactly. and, and applied. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, yeah, it, it belongs to the community. Right. It doesn't belong just to you. It belongs to the community. Right. In the first place, because your own work is based on the yeah. people who preceded you. Preceded right. you. <laughs> we're, all, we're all standing on the shoulder. It's just... A, it's yeah, just, it's just yeah, standing on the shoulders of everybody right, else. Just, we'll just have right? all, these, all these quotes just yeah, throughout it the... Is, <laughs> it, is, it is different, though, if somebody uses your very unique graphic form with exactly the same data set or a very similar right. data set. Right, and they just then change in that the color case, or the font. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. That is different. Yeah, that, that is, is different. different. So when, I think... you pair, when you pair the information and the way to represent the information, then you can certainly have a case of plagiarism, right. in my opinion. And we have seen some recently. So then I wonder about what seems to be sort of Vox's approach, aside from this other thing that popped up. But they do these, uh, they have their cards and they have their like, you know, 15 maps that explain something. Mm, everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 15 maps yeah. that explain the world. And they take yeah. these maps and they and they put them on the site and they're taken from all different sources and usually I think they they source them. But what mm. is do they have a responsibility to be remaking these graphs or? No, no, no. They should they should uh, they should publish them as they are. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I don't know. I mean, again, it's a very complex <laughs> issue to discuss. There's a lot of gray areas. Yeah. In that case, in that case, what I would recommend would be to con first of all contact the authors just to get permission. Yeah. Again, you are not using the map to teach lessons about how to do better visualization no, based right. on what you can extract from that map. In right. that case, it would be a property, in my opinion, to just publish it and praise it and say, this is great and these are the, the things that we can learn. Right. You are using that map in a news story to yeah. support a news story. In that case, it's like using somebody else's photographs without permission, right? Yeah. You would never do that. You would need no, no, to ask right. for permission, right? That's right. So it's the same thing with it's, it's the same thing with charts and maps. If you are going to insert somebody else's work in your story, you should get permission. And if they ask to be paid for the rights to reproduce that, you will need to pay it or just drop right. the uh, drop the graphic, That's right? right? So yeah, again, I don't know what the policy is over there. I would not, you know, dare speak a lot about what what's going on in, in companies like Vox.com. But I, myself, if I, I run a company myself or I wear a manner or something like that, the, the policy that I would recommend is co always contact the author, obviously, yeah, and ask ask for permission. Yeah, and this isn't to pick on Vox. This is, I'm sure, this is yeah, going yeah, on it's lots like, of places. Yeah, 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 lots of places. I, I can, I can, I could actually mention several websites in in news websites in Spain. Whose practices are are much more are are, are shadier, much shadier. Yeah, I've seen than, some of these on your site. You mentioned some of these. Where in they, terms, they, in terms, yeah, in terms of stealing content from somebody else yeah. with no permission, we are just mentioning Vox just because uh, just uh, Archie yeah. Archie said just mentioned it on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay, what about what about data visualization books, like books that don't source things accurately? Well, I don't think that this happens very often in visualization books, just because I mean. It's a, it's a relatively small community, so everybody knows everybody, and I think that all authors who are writing about visualization try to be as careful as possible at sourcing things and getting permissions and things like that, which is the right thing to do, right? But we have a very famous case uh, in which a very famous author didn't ask for permission to reproduce an image and then criticized the person who created that image uh, harshly, very harshly, without even mentioning that person's name. Uh, so this was uh, Edward Tafti in Envisioning Information. 
and it's a it's a very interesting case in page number thirty four of envisioning information Tafti reproduces a chart titled Diamonds Wear a Girl's Best Friend, in which mm-hmm. you can show the variation of prices of diamonds. And the launcher is built on a leg of a, of a woman and right. stuff. And he harshly criticizes that yeah, chart, yeah, yeah. saying that it's chart junk. It says, unsavory exhibit, chock-a-block with cliche and a stereotype, coarse humor, whatever, whatever. So it's like he's using very harsh words to describe the chart. And it's certainly, it's not, it's certainly not a good chart, in my opinion. It's not mm-hmm. a good chart, right? But if you want to criticize somebody else's work, you need to be elegant, right? Yeah. And first of all, you need to get permissions to reproduce that chart. Yeah. And as far as I know, he didn't do that. Right. Uh, the chart was done by Nigel Holmes back in the back in the eighties, and Nigel will will ever, will always tell you that Tafty never got permission to reproduce this chart in the book. Yeah. And and second of all, even if you don't get permission from the author. At least name the author. No, that's right. The that's name right. of the author there, right? As if so the person the, doesn't exist and this thing just exactly, sort of it's appeared. Like, yeah, the, the, the graphic came from nowhere. Right. And it was just out there and I just selected it to illustrate a, a trend or a pattern that I see out there. And then I harshly criticized that person. I mean, that is not. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I know how to describe it, but it, I, I don't know. When I learn about this case, it really made me feel feel bad because yeah. I don't think that it's an elegant thing to do, and it's not a professional thing to no, do, in, in sure. my opinion. Right. Uh, so yeah, this is the most famous case that I that I know of, right? Very interesting. Well, uh, I'm glad that the first episode of this podcast was just a, a matter of gray area. So um, yeah, it always right. is, right? There's not. <laughs> There's no black and white in There's the no world. No black and white. It's all somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, well, thanks for coming. So um, this is the Policy of This Podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you all next week. <laughs>